Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulcran. It is it is finally here. It feels like we've been waiting for 312 years, but we are uh, live from Celebration Cinema talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens with Jenny from Celebration. And Jenny Garoni, before I even ask you any questions about how the marketing has been with yeah. this, which I, I found to be just astounding, um, my actual question is, can I see it right now? No. Okay. You may not. Then let's, let's do the podcast instead then. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Look, you and I have both been in the media business for a long time. Yep. And you and I have both been in the media business long enough to have experienced the rebirth of Star Wars. The it, We'll call it the Jar Jar Binks era. Right. right? Um, but even before there was a Jar Jar, there was still like, oh my God, Star Wars is coming back. And that is nothing compared to what is going I've never seen anything like this ever. I know. And I mean, I don't even know where to start. You, you're you a bigger nerd than I am, so you know a lot more Star Wars. Which you I'm know sure it's, you're, it's the holiday, so I'm sure you mean that lovingly. Of course. Yes. Naturally. Um, so I know you've been following it a little more closely with, with a different eye than I have been. Right? Is that fair to say? Are you saying well, from my Star Wars comforter in my Star Wars pajamas with yes. my Darth Vader helmet? Then yeah. yes, I've been doing it like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's been really interesting to see how Disney has been releasing the trailers and the posters. And I think from my perspective, the most interesting they did was how they put tickets on sale. So explain what they did that, that made it so okay. interesting. This was really unprecedented. I mean, we had people writing in, calling us a year ago. When will tickets right. go on sale for this? Well, we don't know. You know, it's up to Disney to tell us when they can go on sale. So... Um, and it's been a while now, so I, I don't remember the dates that you may remember the date that they actually went on sale. <laughs> I, I don't actually. I was trying to figure out which credit card I bought it with so I can get them. But yeah, so I don't remember either. So um, it got to be just about go time. You know, there were rumors on the Internet they're going to go on sale during Monday Night Football on X date. Well, about a week prior to that, Disney contacted us by phone call, contacted our programming department and said tickets are going to go on sale at 10 o'clock during Monday Night Football, but you can't tell anybody. I mean, they were so secretive about this. They didn't email us at all. They did not want a paper trail. So um, as we got a little bit closer, the word was tickets will really go on sale at 7 or 8 p.m. You can't tell anybody, but have them on sale on your website only. They won't be available at the box office. You can't tell anybody. And then official word will come during Monday Night Football that they're on sale at 10. So, you know, the Internet leaked. A lot of people bought those tickets as soon as they went on sale. They knew about it. We sold out those early shows right away. Sure. So the people that didn't know and were watching Monday Night Football as they were instructed, I guess the announcement wasn't even that clear that tickets are on sale now. But, you know, it was enough to, to urge people to go to the website, buy their tickets. But lo and behold, many of the shows sold out before they could get the tickets. So we had a lot of guests who were upset saying we deceived them. We misled them. Um, you know, understandably upset. They've been waiting a long time for this movie and they want to be the first to see it. So, um, I, that's never been the way that tickets have gone on sale before. It's usually, you know, a couple weeks prior, maybe a month prior in rare cases. I mean, with, um, the latest mission impossible, that was really weird. They put them on sale like in January for the July thing, which, 
I don't even think they sold many tickets that way. <laughs> I don't know what their what their marketing right. view on that was, but um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anyone follows suit like that, where it's you know completely well, but, a surprise. Well, I mean, what would what on earth? And I'm I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Like what on earth can match this? Because for for people who just consume media, yeah. you know that, that may be in the marketing world, listening to this podcast that don't actually work with media. Make no mistake about it. This has been a ridiculously boon year for your industry. Yes, it like has. an unprecedented. Yeah, we thought the industry was you know going into some hard times, and how right. are they going? And this year has proven that not to be true. Exactly. And most of that is on the backs of Disney. Yep. I would say eighty percent of that is on the back of the product that they're putting out. DC following suit next year with Batman vs Superman and yep. everything that spirals out of that thing. But I don't even think Batman vs Superman has the momentum that this movie has. No, no, I don't think anything does because, I mean, obviously it's a franchise that spans decades and generations. So um, what else is going to be able to pull in that wide of a demographic? Probably nothing. So, which leads me to the follow-up and why I was so excited to sit down and talk to you about this because I understand why people are excited about it. Mm -hmm. I, myself, super excited about it. I understand why people like J.J. Abrams, right? They're very excited with that stuff. What... I find to be really fascinating and what I would love to spend a whole year studying is why so much marketing. It seems so unnecessary. Like in your lobby right now, there is a speeder bike. There is a Millennium Falcon. There is probably close to 500 people who are watching all of the movies until they get to seven o'clock. None of those, not one of those. In their Star Wars pajamas. Yep. In all of that stuff, right? Not one of those 500 people needed the trailer to buy tickets. Right. Not one of them. Right. And by the time we're here, which is December, what are we? 16? 17. 17. December 17. I don't think anybody else on the planet needs it either. But yet there's there's mac and cheese. There is uh, <laughs> Coles has an entire sex. There's Cheez-Its. There's soup. There's ice cream out of Brooklyn. There are yeah. oh, your way to make lightsaber, uh, you know, popsicles. Like the marketing and the just swag that are yeah. surrounding this movie just seems so unprecedented and so over the top. And I would say totally un- it doesn't need to be everywhere because no. it's already everywhere right um in a way it's been interesting too our programming department has done a lot um i mean we've been working on star wars for a while now and we've You've got been some... working on it for a year probably as well yeah. right? and we've got some surprises that i'm not going to give away now but um tomorrow night we have the most eisley cantina upstairs at celebration sure. north in the wave room But we've had all these people, all these Star Wars groups of fans come to us and like volunteer their time and resources because they want to be a part of it. So in a way, it's almost like there's this fear of missing out, you know, where people just want to be part of the mania. But I guess my question is, so you've got all you've got Cheez-Its, you've got you write all of these things. (laughs) Yeah. Christmas sweaters, everything that you would expect. And then more as, as it shows up in interesting places. The reason I'm so fascinated by what is happening with Disney is, one, they don't even do this for the good dinosaur. Right. right? It's not even that crazy for the good dinosaur, yep. which is the, you know, the latest Pixar film. There is only one place to get the secret cocaine, right? And that right. is in a movie theater. There is no other place. It doesn't matter how many Cheez-Its you buy or how many cans of soup you consume or how yeah. many blankets you buy. You still have to go to a theater. Right. Which narrows down the possibilities of places where you can consume the media, which I, I think the the vast swath of things they're doing. I don't know. 
Jeremy Cress, if I can do a side yeah. story, you know, came and spoke at my class. And he was saying, that, like, all the stuff you guys are looking at, it's totally within the realm of possibility yep. that you will be playing this movie in May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Which, frame that for people who don't know your industry. Like, what what is the last movie you played for seven straight months? Ooh, um, probably none. I mean, we had Frozen for a really long time and that was years ago now so i don't remember exactly but i want to say that was in theaters for five months but they cheated and relaunched the sing-along version right they did do that but we still had the original showing while and i don't mean cheated like they they remarketed it and came up with another reason for you to go see it because they know what they're doing follow the bouncing ball right yes um but this one is just i'm looking at all this stuff going I would love to work on this team, but I don't understand what the end goal is. Because after this weekend, you I don't know that you'll need any other help. No, I know. Um, I mean, I'm looking out here right now. I don't know that you need any help right now. Like, how? You, you gut check this for me. Like, how many showings do you have free between now and Sunday? We do still have a lot of tickets available because we've had, I mean, in the Disney contract, we've had to commit to, I think it was four screens per, at least four screens per location where the movie can't move. So at Celebration North, it's in Theater One, 530 seats. We've had to say that Star Wars is the only movie that will play in that auditorium for, I think it's four weeks. It can't move. That is another thing that's unheard of. I mean, Disney owns us right now. (laughs) Which is so interesting because, um, not because it's Disney, because you expect that from Disney, but... What what is fascinating about Disney, especially when you hear, okay, they they purchase Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise, they right. purchase the Marvel franchise, and everybody sits around and waits with bated breath for them to ruin it, yeah, right, like oh no, the the mouse is going to ruin Marvel, and right. then they sign this crazy deal with Netflix where they're making original shows and expanding the Marvel universe in really interesting ways that they couldn't do in a two hour movie yep. and probably wouldn't get the budget to do six daredevil films to tell said story right right? but then expands in the reverse order to make this whole nother universe of movies that show up in the big places right and then with this one i don't know that anybody thought once jj was signed on that they were going to mess it up right but they were waiting for them to mess it up Mm -hmm. um and they haven't done that at any turn this is just such an interesting weekend to be in your industry and then be watching your industry. I, I, I was walking before we did this podcast and there was a gentleman who's watching your whatever it is, 28, however many hours of Star yeah. Wars you're doing till they watch it at seven o'clock. And he turns to his girlfriend and I thought this was really interesting. And he says, uh, I really underestimated the physical need in this endeavor right I, I had no idea okay. what a taxing thing it would be on my well, body yeah. to sit in a theater from yes. 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yep. It's like your body atrophies a little bit, atrophies a little bit, just sitting there, you know, not moving. But, but you know, to get back to what I was talking about, it, it's been interesting to see not only how much marketing that they've done, but mm-hmm. as you were saying, you've got Star Wars fans volunteering. It's almost as if the entire country has become a giant Comic-Con. Right. Right. They're all dressing up. They're trying to buy swag or their version of Cheez-Its or whatever Campbell's soup that they want or yep. macaroni and cheese. They're all now part of this thing that, as you said 20 minutes ago, nerds like me have known for a long, long time, which is a, a funny place to be in 2015 heading into 16. Yeah. My question is, where's the tipping point? Because I feel like other franchises or I guess individuals 
have tried this with things and it, it hits that tipping point where people aren't interested anymore. They're just sick of it. Well, I would, I would say that what I had read is that from this point forward, there's going to be a Star Wars movie until I die, right? Like, they're going to keep rolling out films ad nauseum, right? right. They, they've, they've gone all in. They've gotten George Lucas to sign off on letting go of the franchise and let other people tell stories, much like they did in, in the book world, right? Yeah. There's been millions of Star Wars books, and we're going to see... I would answer that question not knowing, with no insight, right. is that if you try and do this every year... Eventually, Star Wars Cheez-Its are going to go stale. I would think so. I, I, yeah, I would assume they'd have to back off a little bit. But honestly, I I was worried before the first reviews came out for the movie because there's been so much buildup. Which I haven't read, so tell me nothing about that. I, I won't tell you anything. <laughs> um, so much buildup, so much hype that I thought, how can people, how, how are they going to be as happy as they expect to be? Aren't they going to be let down just a little bit? But it's 95% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. People aren't disappointed. And and that is the, the, the tone I've gotten. Like I said, I've mm-hmm. tried to avoid it's been very hard. Uh, I've been very appreciative appreciative as a from a, a nerd perspective of all the people that have said, Hey, look, I'm not gonna tell you anything about this yeah. movie for a week. Like next Friday, watch out. But from be- between now and next Friday right, you got a week. you've got a week to go check this out. Um what do you expect is going to happen starting Monday? Like, is, is there another, you talked about the tipping point and I, I'm just interested in your forecasting. Cause you guys do forecasting on Mondays. Like is, is there another hump for this or once it makes $2 billion this weekend, which I'm, it's not a joke. Once it, whatever it makes worldwide, which yeah. is between one and a half and $2 billion. Right. Is there a level above that or does it just kind of stay steady? I don't know. What's really interesting, and I don't envy our programming department right now because we have obviously Star Wars out, but we also have Joy coming and Concussion and uh, The Big Short and all of these other fantastic movies that should do very, very well. I mean, I don't know if you saw the thing that Quentin Tarantino released today. Sure. Um, the Hateful Eight. So all these great movies and Tarantino is pretty upset saying Disney is monopolizing the theaters. The only thing I would say about that and feel free to tweet me your hate as you always do on Twitter at PolyMethodVine for about what I'm about to say is the one thing in that statement that isn't reflective is, as I understand it, the only people that could play it on Christmas Day were in 70 millimeter, which most people don't have. Right. So it's not a fair statement to say that they're they're putting their thumb on him when he's put in a caveat that really isn't possible today. Yeah. Um, to, is that, I mean, is that, am I sort of in the ballpark? I right? think so. I mean, that movie has, has changed dates a little bit for a while now. I think we are getting it um, New Year's Eve, I want to say. And initially we we're supposed to get it first of the year. So we are getting it earlier, but there's still all of these things that we have to abide by. Um, You know, obviously we have a lot of screens here at most of our locations, but when about half of them are going to Disney and you have, you know, eight new releases coming out Christmas Day, it makes it tough to give the screen time to all of the movies that deserve it. It does, but with any, I believe with any art form, you've got to balance the commerce of it. And for sure, as much as I'm excited to see concussion, concussion isn't going to keep the lights on. Yeah. Star Wars is right. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with the body of work that they've put out in the last couple of years that have really re-energized this 
whole industry in a way that allows for those movies to be made because you can take a chance on it because the other thing is going to pay the right. bills. Yep, exactly. There are guys here that are going to see Star Wars four times this weekend. Yes, there are. They already have their tickets. You know, and, and that's the thing that you need so that those things can be made. And sure, yes, we would all love Quentin Tarantino. If you like Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino and I do we'd all love for him to have 20 theaters in every theater across the United States but if you go all the way back to Reservoir Dogs he's making a very specific product for a very specific person who is not my mother yeah right my mother will go see the Force Awakens will not see the Hateful Eight right so does she know Channing Tatum's in it I don't my mother is like 70 she doesn't care who Channing Tatum is she might she might you ask her Uh, as far as I, I know, my mother has never seen any of the magic mics, so huh. you can disown her immediately and know that, that she doesn't care about your boy Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's a, a thing that you need to understand when you're talking about what's happening in film specifically. And, and when you talk about media and media issues, it's always radio's dying, TV's dying, yes. newspapers are dying, movies are dying. Yep. Understand that this weekend is going to show you that there is a single company that can probably keep this afloat for a couple of years. Exactly. And especially if they're bringing, if DC follows suit mm-hmm. and can start telling some compelling stories in the Batman Superman universe, yeah. I, you know, we've got a long time before we're going to talk about watching everything on our one inch screens right exactly that we get from netflix or hulu or whatever it will be at that point jenny garoni from celebration thank you so much for the time thanks for having Uh, me go enjoy the star wars fans uh and um maybe i'll check in on tuesday to see if you're still alive sounds good take care see ya